Hi, I'm Pastor Dallas Billington, Senior Pastor here at City Church, and we want to welcome you today to our services. We hope that no matter what you're facing in life, that through the message today, through God's Word, He will truly encourage your heart. Well, we're glad you're with us today, you know. <laughs> you know, it was amazing just a couple weeks ago, people were saying, man, I am so glad that this year's over with, right? And now we see what the new year's brought, right? And the news and Washington, and it's just wonderful, isn't it? Oh, man. You know, I often wonder this, and we're going to pray. Whether you're in high school or school or, or whatever work, whatever it might be, uh, we're living in a time that used to be years ago, there was a consistency that things might not change for like six months. You know, there might be something happen and so forth, but it's like, you know, everybody's glad and they're, you know, cursing out last year and, you know, New Year's Eve, you saw different people do that and so forth anyways. So, oh, it's going to be a great year and everything's going to be wonderful. And we see how it starts. We don't know what's going to happen. I am so thankful today in hope to know whether you're a young person as a believer or, or whether you're 70 years old, to know that the same Holy Spirit sees into this world in a way that the rest of the world doesn't see. So even though we're concerned, we have a calming effect. And I just want to encourage you today because I also want to encourage you on something else before I pray. I want you to be very careful not to watch, to go, go ahead and watch the news. That's not what I'm saying. Watch how much of the news that you watch. I think, you know, that goes into, that goes into your head whether you realize it or not. You know, can you, I'll give you an example. You're standing out at the checkout line at the grocery store. And you see something that's on the cover of the magazine. You don't think much about it. And all, and all of a sudden, you have a dream about that person that's on the cover of the magazine that night. I mean, that shows you how that, that gets in your head. So I'm just, I'm just sharing with you. I, I've gotten a place to where I watch. I, I really don't even watch television, but I get a lot of stuff off the Internet off my phone. And uh, if I don't want to read it, I don't have to. But... I'm very careful on how much of a, of a time frame I take it. Do I take it a couple minutes, five minutes, whatever it might be. But you have, to, you have to come to the place in your life, how much can you take before it really affects your personality? I don't know what that is with all, any of you, you know. I do know this, if you get done reading it and you pick the phone up and you start screaming and yelling at your relative or your friend, uh, you've watched it too long, Okay. <laughs> That's I know. Or you get on and one of your best friends from school or family member, uh, they defriend you because of the conversation you just had. You've been on it too long. Anyway, so just be careful. We're, you know, we're going to just have this second part today on Jesus knows the future. And by him knowing the future, he, he knows and he wants you to finish strong. And it seems like we're in a time frame in the last year 
that we're, we're trying to wish our life away and we're, we're, we're like, you know, I can't wait till this is over. And we only have so much time. Every day is a gift. We don't like what's going on. We wish it was gone, but we still want to know and how can we enjoy today and look and really know that there is a purpose. So we're going to look at that day. And that being, that being said, the, the subtitle of that is be prepared for what you're going to face this week. Be prepared in your faith. Any other way, be prepared in your faith. Let's pray. Father, we thank you today. Lord, there's so many different ways, you know, that I've studied so much this week that just on what way to go with everything that's happening in society. At the same time, we always want to honor your word. It is your word that strengthens, encourages, and gives us hope for this week and what we're going to face in our families, with our kids. It works just milliseconds of decisions that we have to make every day that we don't even realize those decisions we're making. May we make them in the spirit and you will direct our path. In Jesus' name, amen. You know, look at, uh, I want you to turn to James chapter 3, James chapter 3 and verse 16. If we, if we could sum up where we have gotten to the place in general, not believers, but in general as a society, this would sum up. And it's always, remember, it's always a verse easy to remember. Because if you think of John 3.16, just remember James 3.16. And I think it's so applicable to so many people that you talk to with this verse. This, this verse sums up with all that we see going on in our society today is James chapter 3 and verse 16, where envy and self-seeking exist, confusion and everything, every evil thing are there. Now, I like to use the words chaos because when you hear the word chaos, it's more impactful than when you hear the word Confusion. When you hear the word confusion, you're just like, nah, I don't understand that. When you hear the word chaos, it seems to encompass a large group of people. It's a chaotic situation. So it's the same thing. If you think about it, I want you to think about the majority of people that serve in Washington, D.C. The majority of those people, if they've served five years or longer, which a lot of them serve which I don't believe in all those long-term contracts, which I'm not going to get into. But uh, if, if they're there long enough, like on a government job, how do you go from doing okay to being a multimillionaire? I, I never really quite understood that, and I'm not going to go down that road, but uh, we have a lot of lobbyists that are in Washington, D.C. Anyways, here's my point. My point with this verse is, think about it. If people have all, the, all that they ever wanted in this life, what is it that they're really after? Always have to go all the way back to what God said at the beginning, and then we can understand it. 
And what that is is this. There was a war going on in heaven. And the devil, who was Lucifer, had so much pride that he thought he was the best and that he was going to rule the world, that he tried to take over the government. He was thrown out of heaven. He's the prince in the power of this air. That same, if you will, spirit and personality that he has, the people in this world have. And so when they get to the place to where they have all that they've ever wanted to achieve financially, what they want is ultimate power and control. Let me give you an example. Maybe some of you saw this. It's amazing, and I went to graduate school in California, Los Angeles, and then Stefan, because he, he, he's temporarily moved out of there because all the places that are, uh, it's just crazy out there right now. Anyway, so he's back working in the yachting industry, and he's, he's in the Bahamas today working on a boat. It's only 90 degrees. Isn't that wonderful? That's <laughs> just really feel sorry for him. Yeah, it's really do. So he's going back in March back to his other two jobs out in Los Angeles. So anyways, so I watch all the news out there. Well, if you saw it this week, the governor of California, I don't know what this has to do with COVID and all the um, virus and everything else, but now he has came down with a, is it an edict or whatever it might be, there's a word for it, mandate, I don't know what it is, that they don't want you in, in California traveling more than 120 miles from your house. You can look it up. Look it up on the computer when you get home today. And I'm thinking, boy, that's going to solve the virus. That's fixed. That's it. That's going to fix it. That's going to do it. Now, I don't know the governor. I'm anything against the governor, but I've seen what they've tried to do to all the churches in California. I've seen what they've tried to do to all the, all the restaurants. We were listening to a guy on a podcast. He was talking about, okay, we did what they asked us to do. The weather's pretty nice out there all the time. We spent $100,000 to make our restaurant completely outside. Two weeks later, they shut the outside down. I don't know what's happening, but I do know that power is a very dangerous thing. And the wrong people that get into that is that verse. Envy and self-seeking. They want to be the one that's in control. They want to do that. And they're going to make you do what they think should be done. That's control. And that's, they're doing what they're doing is a microcosm of what we could see happen in the rest of the United States. So we really, really, really need to, to, need to be praying. But, that, but that's that verse. If you want to sum up where we're at today, and it's a little bit off of what I wanted to speak on, but um, I just wanted to share that, that, that to know that that we're prepared of whatever comes down or whatever we hear in the news this week, that don't 
get discouraged because it is your faith. And as we always say at City Church, Jesus is the ultimate authority. Let me give you an example. You're tempted. We all have different temptations, okay? I know a lot of bodybuilders growing up, you're working out all the time and everything, and they get, they get to the place they're doing all the nutrition, and they're looking great. They're working out to getting strong, but they want to get just a little bit stronger. So what do they do? They got to go try the steroid route, okay? They're going to destroy their body eventually by doing that. But if they're, not, if they're careful and, 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 and all those things that go on, hopefully they can get through that if they don't do it enough. But I'm just saying that if we're not careful, we all have temptations that can get out of hand. And we know the spirit that we have keeps us just as much as you know that that same spirit keeps you under control, this is what I want to get at, with your temptations, with my temptations, just as much as your spirit does that, that same spirit, because you can see a better picture with that way, that same spirit keeps you calm. Think about that. That same exact spirit, when we see all this confusion and everything that we've seen on the news, that same exact spirit, if you want to finish well, you, want to, you don't want to finish with anxiety. You want to finish calm and knowing that you have done what God has wanted you to do the time that you had on this earth. How do we do that then? Let's get to the next verse and we'll get more on track. Romans in chapter... Uh, Romans chapter 10 and verse 17 might be familiar with this verse. But if we're going to do that, if we're going to finish strong, if we're going to be prepared in our faith, this is how we do it. In Romans chapter 10, verse 17, Romans chapter 10, and many of you are familiar with this verse, but we just kind of overlook it. We don't think much about it. Then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Now, a lot of people quote that verse, and they, that's it. Don't think about it much. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Now, if you're here today and your kids or you're in junior high or, or you have little kids or you're married and you have a husband uh, they don't listen too well some of the time, right? And especially if there's a great game on today, like, you know, Pittsburgh and the Browns, and, you know, you want to have a conversation or something needs to get done, and <clears throat> they're just not listening. Okay, I won't go any further than that. So here's the point. So then faith comes by hearing. That's the point. You got to hear what the Lord has to say to you, right? In our spirit, in here, for exactly what you're going to face this week. Now, here's the problem. Here's what we know that verse. Many of you know that verse. Faith comes by hearing. Hey, my faith, I know what I got to do. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Okay, is that 
doesn't need to be broken down much or, 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 or whatever. What, what, are we, what are we trying to look at? means you got to put it into practice. In other words, if my faith is going to stay calm and have hope in what we're going to hear in the news this week or what you're going to hear personally, if I'm going to stay calm, i got to have a... I got to have a verse that's stuck back there somewhere in my spirit. Then when that happens, wham, verse is going to pop up. It's going to be right there. Oh, yeah, that's what the Lord says. Yeah, I get that. Oh, the, Lord's got, the Lord's in control. In other words, he says, I have all power and authority over all the universe. Oh, wait a minute. God's still in control. I got to remember that. No matter what we see God's word tells us he is so powerful, he can move the king's heart like he moves the rivers in the desert. Now, what, what is he saying? First of all, how hard it is to put a, 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 des- a river in a desert. And secondly, how hard it is to actually make the water move in a certain way. It's going to go where it wants to go. There's too much power with water. God's saying, I, I, I just... I can make the king do or not do whatever I want them to do at any point in time. That's who he is. That's his power. That's his authority. And that's what we've got to remember. But let me get back to this one thing that's so important. I saw this on Sports Center this week, and then I saw it on YouTube, and I thought I got to bring this out because it goes along with the message. And I don't use a lot; of, like to use a lot of sports analogies because a lot of people don't play sports or whatever. Anyway, so, uh, so I'm, I'm I'm watching this on on Sports Center, and it's on there because it's so amazing. Stephen Curry is one of the greatest basketball players, plays for the Golden State Warriors, and he's amazing. He's point guard, and he really transformed the, the actual three shooting. Uh, he just, and unbelievable. And his release is so fast that they can't, they don't know how to guard him because once he's got the ball, it's either he doesn't even have to dribble it or it's just, it's gone. So, it was at practice the other day. So, as he was at practice the other day, there was somebody sitting next to him while he was practicing in the facility. Now, I want you to notice this. He's practicing. He's not in the game. Nobody's watching. I don't even know if he knew this person was recording this on a cell phone. So, he's there practicing. It's just him shooting, and the guy's throwing a ball back out to him and as he's shooting. So, he hits like three three-pointers in a row, okay, in practice. So, the guy starts recording just, he, I, don't, I don't even think he knows why he started recording. He just wanted to watch him do this. So anyways, so now it's up to about he's, he's hit or went through the hoop 50 three-pointers in a row. Not just one, not just, not 10, not 20. He's still recording. He hit 60 three-pointers in a row. He hit 70 three-pointers in a row. He hit 80 three-pointers in a row. He hit 90 three-pointers in a row. 
He hit 105 three-pointers without missing. Now, if you know anything about basketball, the harder, the, the longer the time goes in a game or in practice, it's not so much your shot as it is your legs. Your legs are going to get tired by keeping that same exact rhythm to get the shot up. And it was such an amazing feat that it was all over SportsCenter. And he goes, hey, you know why I'm giving the news today on SportsCenter? We're going to just put up in the corner here the, uh, for the next seven minutes as I'm giving you the news of Stephen Curry hitting 105 three-pointers in a row in practice. That's amazing. Why is he what he is? When the game's on the line, because nobody knows what he does in practice, in the hours that he spends practicing and practicing and practicing. If you and I want to finish well, it's just not going to be, I'm a, yeah, I'm a believer. Yeah, I believe the Bible. Yeah, I, I, I here on Sunday, we open my Bible or I look at the words on the screen. If I'm going to finish well, when no one is watching, am I listening to a message on my car radio? Am I listening to a message on YouTube? Am I listening to uh, every day at noon or every day at 6 in the morning, my verse pops up for the day? Am I doing, am I, I being so f- focused on I know by being that focused on doing that, the Lord is so amazing that he not only created you, created all of us, he saved you. And as he saved you, you are his child. And as his child, just as a parent does, or how well a husband knows their wife or a wife knows their husband, they know exactly what you need. Either way, parent, child, husband, wife, either way, they know exactly, they know everything about you. You know the old saying, if your wife says you do, you do, okay? You can't argue that, all right? That's just the way it is. So, the Lord knows. That's the point. So, here's what I want you to get at with this today. I challenge you today. If you want to be calmer, if you want to have, have a way that you finish well, then you've got to, you've got to get in the gym when no one else is around, and you've got to open that word up, or you've got to turn a message on YouTube, or, or you've got to saturate your spiritual being that, that makes you do this, which is so important. The more you're in the world, I mean, the more you're in the word, the more you see into the spiritual world. That's what I want you to get today. You want to finish well? Don't wish away what's going through in your life right now. Let the Lord see, help you see what is happening. The joy of the Lord is our strength. All right, let's look, let's look at just a couple more verses and we'll close. I think it's, uh, let me see, I'm skipping over one. Where am I? Uh, 
2 Timothy chapter 4. And this, this is probably right what we want to do is um, look at these verses. Second Timothy chapter 4. The Lord is going to tell us today as we read his word. Is it Second Timothy 10? I think it is. I got my... Yeah, there it is. <laughs> I, went to, I went to number four instead of number three. All right, Second Corinthians chapter four. There, that's what I want. This is so important. That there's a, some verses in the Bible that you need to go back to all the time. It's these verses that we're going to look at right now to keep you encouraged, to give you hope, to finish well, to know that God sees the future. He sees your future. Isn't it amazing? He knows every, he's made, listen to this, he has made every, every cell in your body, every brain cell, every cell, every skin cell, he's made everything. He knows exactly who you are, exactly what you need. Now, listen to this verse. We're going to close in just a couple minutes. Second Corinthians chapter 4, therefore, we do not lose heart. You know, you know, right there, right there it says, whatever you do, this is what it's saying, whatever you do, don't quit. That's what it says. Wherever you're at right now, I don't know. There's so many people watching online and might be going through a divorce. You might, you know, your, your mate might have paid, uh, passed away last year or uh, I don't know. You've lost your job. I don't, I don't know. God does. He knows you. He created you. He saved you. He knows exactly every, everything that you're going to think. And he's telling you today, don't quit. Now, what he means by not losing heart is this. By what you see with your physical eyes. You know, I, you know, I feel so bad right now for with all this craziness that we're going through. I, I, there's one job I could never do. I can never be a school teacher. <laughs> I have the greatest respect for school teachers you know, the kids, you know, in the winter, if they're sick, you're going to get sick. You know, all of their things. And then, you know, they've got all these questions. They never quit asking questions. And then you take paperwork at home and then it, when you actually are me. And it's just, you know, people, this is what people say about teachers. They say the same thing about bankers. Well, you know, yeah, that's great. You got summers off and you got this and that and that. And that. And, but they don't realize all, all the pressure that goes on. I think it would be so difficult to do that. And sometimes you just want to quit and you want to give up. So I've had this. I can't, I can't do this. This is not normal. I can't do this Zoom thing, this video thing. Half the time it doesn't work. The kids don't show up. They're, they're not paying attention. The dog's barking in the background. My, the kids are running around. It's not working. Now, that's what you're saying with your life. It's not working. I'm going to go a different way or I just quit. And the Lord's saying, no, just you hang in there just a little bit longer. You're going to just hold on. Don't quit. 
Don't quit because he says, therefore, we do not. It's almost like it's a command. As a believer, because you see in the spirit, you're going to see in a way that no one else sees, including your boss if he's not a Christian. You're going to see in the spirit. And the Lord say, hey, don't lose heart. I get this. I know it's not easy right now, but we're going to get through it. That's what he says. Even though our outward man is perishing, yet the inward man is renewing day by day. You know, I thought I would never, I thought I would never be the age that I'm at, you know. And, uh, you know, I'll never forget I was working out one time. I was living in Arizona. And, uh, <laughs> and I was throwing pretty heavy weights around, and I was 20 years old. And uh, listen to the comment this guy said to me. So a guy walks up to me, and, uh, you know, again, even your outward body perishes. It's fading. It's going away. Your inward body is getting that much stronger. So I'm 20 years old. I'm working out out there. I actually was, I headed up the part of the, the weight room in this, in this uh, gym. And uh, this guy comes up. I'm 20. Well, he's... He's seen I'm throwing all this heavy weight around. He walks by me, he goes, he goes, uh, hey, wait till you're 40 years old. And I'm thinking, man, I wish I was 40 right now. That's what I'm thinking. I remember that conversation so clearly because he says, you don't have a clue how your body's going to work at 40. I'm 40, you're 20. It, you're not going to be able to do that. You think you are, but you're not going to be able to. And now I'm thinking, man, I'm going to be 64 soon. I wish I was 40. <laughs> What's the point? Like, oh, man. I, you can't stop it. It's just, it's just, it's life. It's, it's just, it's just the way it is. So. How did the Lord make it for us with our spirit? So we finish strong. You don't finish beat up. You don't finish where you're crawling to the finish line. You finish strong. That's what the Lord says, and we're going to close. For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, is working for a far more exceedingly and an eternal weight of glory. You could say it's like you're, you're, in a fi- you're, you're in a fire. So if we stay focused on our spiritual life and not on where we are physically, and we go to know that we're, many of you are in a fire right now, our whole country, our whole world is in a fire right now, okay? Um, being in the middle of that, there's no doubt that there are times in our lives we want to get, we just, we want this to be over, okay? But God is saying, if you can trust me, this Bible is all about, if you're willing to trust me through the most adverse time in your life, and in society because I know you better than anybody else 
either the devil keeps doing it in your life or the Lord keeps letting it happen because he's got a purpose. And if you don't quit and give up, never lose heart. God's saying it's going to work a reward for you in this life and eternity. It even says there's a, a, a weight to it. In other words, you know, I, I look at it this way because in the Bible you had really uh, coins. And I want people to understand monetary systems more than anything in, in the Bible that, you know, a certain coin was, you know, gold or silver. It was worth much more than other coins or if it had a Caesar stamp on it or whatever it might be. There's a weight to it. There's a weight to how much that is worth, depending on what metal it's made of. What metal are we made of? Are we just going to be a, like, you know, a penny? You know, thinking about getting rid of pennies. <laughs> getting rid of me, you know, right? <laughs> I can't, you know, I'm not, gonna, I'm not doing too good. So it's gone. Quarter, 50 cent piece, I don't know, the old silver dollars. How about a gold bar? There's a weight to that. And when people see that, they see value. How was that bar made? Always tested in the fire. So all the impurities was rights to the top. I heard this one time about metals. I wish I could find this. It's gold or silver, but when, the, when, they're, and when it's in the fire and it's being refined, all the impurities come to the top. This is so good. And when you can see your face in the impurities of the metal, you know the gold has been perfected. Isn't that amazing? We have to know that <laughs> we're not perfect. There are some things that, man, the Lord, he's got to take that fire and he's got to burn it out of our life. But all those impurities come to the top, and you know what they do? They have this piece of equipment. They scrape the impurities off the top. And the weather and, 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 and the, the metal, as the old saying, is worth its weight in gold. You get that? God's got to get I don't like it. We all don't like it when we go through certain times. God's saying, don't quit. Don't lose heart. You'll have times. You know what? Everybody in here, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you a day out of the week. Take that bad day. Have your pity party. Do whatever you want. You feel bad, get a little cranky. You do, you just, just get it out, okay? Just get it over with because we, we live in this body, right? So it just is what it is. So get it out of there. Now, so for the most part of our life, we should be living by that spirit. And when we live by that spirit, God is so amazing, and this is what I close with. This is what he tells us. 
When I talk about my physical body, you know, how it's all falling apart, my knee surgeries and, you know, I take, you know, isn't it amazing you try to get up to go to the bathroom in the middle of the night, you can't even walk hardly when you get up. I said, some, some, teen, some of the teenagers here today, they're like, what is he talking about? You know, you can't even relate, okay? What I'm kidding at is you're, you're, it's happening and it's happening. But this is what's so amazing about what God does in our life as a believer. You, your spiritual life, if we are online, if we're practicing like Steph Curry does, if we're in the gym when no one else is watching, if we're doing what we need to be doing, you will actually be stronger in your spirit this time next Sunday than you are today. Man, that's an amazing thought. That means you're going to be able to handle life better. That means you're going to be able to be stronger to whatever the, the phone call is that you get this week. That means you're going to have more wisdom on how to go about family situations or work situations. And then, and then they go on and on and on and on and on because we're seeing in the spirit. Let's close with this. Then I'm going to read it again. We do not look at the things which are seen. That's our world today. That's your family situation or your job situation right now. But at the things which are not seen, God's word. For the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. That's why you get stronger and stronger and stronger because the Holy Spirit that is in your life from the day that you accepted Jesus as your Savior is going to do it all. He's going to make you finish strong. And all you have to do with this flesh that we live in is not rely on it. Don't rely on what you see. Don't rely on all the things that are happening around us. Rely on the power of the Holy Spirit. Faith comes by hearing. Your faith grows. It gets stronger by the Word of God. It is a catalyst by the Spirit that is within us that so strengthens us every day. I guarantee you, you will finish strong. If you leave here today and you spend the time that you need to spend in the gym, in the quietness, all by yourself this week, you will come back next week stronger. That's the God that we serve. Let's pray. As our heads are bowed, uh, what is it right now, whether you're watching live, whether you're here with us, what is it right now? It seems to be chaotic. It seems to, to, to bring that confusion and chaos in your life. You know, it can, it can get out. It can leave so quickly because that's the devil throwing everything at you. All you have to do is open his word up. Faith comes by hearing. Hearing by the word of God. It's right there in front of you. He's given us his word. He's given us apps. He's given us messages on the radio. He's given us thousands of sermons we can watch on YouTube. We have no excuse today. At any point, at any time, on your phone, you can get a notification. 
It's 12 noon, 6 in the morning. There's that verse. We read it for 5 or 10 seconds. It feeds our soul. And then we know what to do. That's who we serve. If you're watching here today, the hundreds and hundreds of people that watch now, I want you to know that there is a way that you can have what we talked about. Stiles, I, I don't know. Everything, it's just so confusing to me. It's because you don't know Jesus. Jesus said, through a prayer to the God in heaven, you can have eternal life. Because Jesus said in his word, whoever will call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Man, you don't have to have any prerequisite. You don't have to be the right person, said the right thing. Wait till you get better right now. You say, what do I do? What do I do to have this faith to look at life so different, to know that I can finish well? All you have to do is Jesus said, believe in your heart and know that God sent his son dying a cross that we'll never really quite comprehend and Jesus shed his perfect blood for all the sins of every person who's ever lived and all you have to do is say by faith this prayer dear Jesus I don't understand everything but I believe you're God's son a couple thousand years ago, you walked this earth and you lived a perfect life and you died on the cross and you shed your perfect blood for me. And right now, Jesus, I ask you to come into my heart to forgive me for all of my sins. Cleanse me from all my unrighteousness. And Jesus, from this day forward, help me to live by your resurrection power. If you prayed that, please, through our website or all the different apps you have, please let us know that. Father, we close this service today. If there's somebody in, right here within our own congregation today that doesn't know you as their Savior, may they accept you this day. This is your day, the day of salvation. There's someone here needs to know you as their Savior, may they come forward as we give this invitation song. And Ben leads us in Jesus' name. Amen. I hope Jesus, through the power of the Holy Spirit, has spoke to you today through his word. You know, no matter what you go through, no matter what you face in life, I want you to know that through the one, Jesus Christ, through his death on the cross of Calvary, he shed his perfect blood for you and for me. And if you pray right now and ask Jesus into your heart, the message that you heard today, why God is speaking to you, I want you to know that you can have hope. And all you have to do is pray with me right now. Don't try and figure it out. The Lord says by faith, we accept Jesus as our Savior, and you'll have hope for eternity. You say, Dallas, will you help me? What do I have to do? Well, let me share with you a verse. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son 
that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. If you're willing to believe that God sent his son to die on a cross for you, just pray this prayer with me right now. And you can have heaven as your home. Jesus will forgive you for anything you've done in this life. And you can have hope from this day forward. Pray this prayer. Dear Jesus, forgive me a sinner. I believe that you're God's son. And you came and lived a perfect life. And you died on the cross. And you shed your perfect blood for all of my sin. And right now, Jesus... I ask you to come into my heart to forgive me for all of my sins and to cleanse me from all unrighteousness. And from this day forward, help me to live by your resurrection power. In Jesus' name. If you've prayed that prayer, we want to hear from you. Contact us through our website, City Church AC. Or you can get at our church app through any of the um, streaming services. And we want you to know that we'll contact you. And from this day forward, no matter what you face, you'll always have hope knowing that Jesus is your Savior and he'll come through in your life. Thank you for being with us today.